Hi, I'm Richard, the founder of 10 Adventures, and this is the 10 Adventures podcast. Each week, we talk to real people about real adventures as they explore this incredible planet we all live on. Welcome back to the 10 Adventures podcast. One of my favorite places to go on holiday is the Alps, especially in summer. What I never realized until I started going was just how massive and diverse the Alps are. And so today we have Pierre de Lettre, a certified mountain guide and founder of Watsi, a boutique French adventure company that has trips spanning the Alps. Hi, Pierre. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, hello. Thank you very much for welcoming me. Now, the Alps are legendary. I think everyone knows where the Alps are. Uh, but why do you think people love exploring the Alps? I've never heard anyone complain about a trip to the Alps. Everyone comes back raving. You know, you, you deal with thousands of guests, you know, people that are exploring. What do they say why, why the Alps are so great? Especially because the Alps is, uh, is crossing uh, three countries between the France, Italy and Switzerland. Uh, it is very various between trekking, hiking, and mountaineering, and uh, it is uh, very close to to many other sites such as the sea, which is very very close to the mountains. So people love them, and uh, so they come for about two hundred years now uh, in the Alps. Now, I think the most popular, the most well-known trekking route in the Alps is the Tour de Mont Blanc. And while a lot of people know about it, not everyone knows about the Tour de Mont Blanc. Can you maybe just summarize what that that trekking route is for people who, who don't know about it? Sure. So the Tour du Mont Blanc is uh, one of the most famous uh, trek in the world and one of the one of the beautiful trek in the world as well. For me, by my side, I guided about uh, 50 treks around the world and the Tour du Mont Blanc is still uh, in, in the top 10. So... That's why it's very, very famous. People come here from everywhere in the world, uh, especially because it's a, it's a, it's a trek that crosses uh, three countries. So France, Switzerland, and Italy. In only, uh, you can do it from four days to 10 days. So in only from four to 10, uh, you can cross three countries. Uh, it's, a, um, it's a very different uh, from France, Italy, and Switzerland as well. The culture is the same, but the landscapes uh, are quite different. So it makes uh, a very uh, typical trek in the world. And moreover, uh, you have uh, many... Uh, so the accommodations are quite uh, good uh, quality. Um, the food as well is quite well-known around the world. Uh, you can have some, uh, some cheese, uh, some many things uh in the in this trek uh, it's a uh, very nice you can hike from uh, june to september every year which is a four months uh, period which is uh, very interesting uh, in june you still have some some snow on the trek uh in september you have less people so there is uh many things for for everybody on this trip i'm really interested you mentioned you can do uh, a shorter version i think you said the shortest was four or five days and so is that just a portion of the total trail? So, yeah, it is very important to, to understand uh, that you can do it from four days to ten days. But in the four days, you will hike the same days uh, as the ten days, but you will only cover a special part. Uh, let's say the south part or the north part, north part uh, that uh, we usually cover. 
So if you want to do the TMB in two years, uh, because you are not sure about your level or you want to do it quite simple, you can have uh, four days in the first year and five days in the second year. This is possible. And if you want to cover the whole, the whole circuit, uh, you can do it in 10 days. What's your favorite stage? of the Tour de Mont Blanc, Pierre? You've done it so often, or is there a favorite place that you always look look forward to when you're guiding a tour? Yeah, there is a special day uh, during the, the track that I especially love, uh, which is, uh, of course, uh, uh, near my house. It is uh, the famous uh, Col du Bonhomme. The famous Col du Bonhomme is uh, one of the hardest stage uh, of the track, but it is also the, the most uh, spectacular uh, walk during the week. And uh, it is uh, the most challenging as well. Okay, so I love this uh, this uh, stage, uh, which is a uh, seven hours uh, walk. But uh, it is for me the the best, the best and the, the more remote uh, of the trek. And then how hard? You know, if people people are listening. Like, do you have to be an expert trekker in great shape to do it to do the Tour de Mont Blanc? The the speciality of the Tour du Mont Blanc is that. Um, you can have different circuits. So um, I think most of the people who are quite in good shape can go and track this uh, itinerary. Uh, but at least you need to be a little bit sportive, okay? A little bit active. If you are active, you will find, uh, you will find a circuit for you and the Tour du Mont Blanc, for sure. If you are an expert and you want to, to tackle, for example, uh, uh, some summits, some glaciers, it is possible also with some variation on the on the itinerary. So there are uh, many routes and uh, there are almost everybody on the Tour du Mont Blanc. And the best part, unlike in North America, where if you're backpacking, you're carrying everything on your back, there's luggage transfers on the Tour de Mont Blanc. So you don't have to worry about carrying all your clothes or everything with you. You basically just take a day pack out. And so, you know, it, it's easier if you want to get kind of the backcountry experience without lugging a 60 liter pack full of a tent and all your equipment. The Tour de Mont Blanc is the way to go because somebody's going to move your luggage each day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the big advantage of the Tour du Mont Blanc is uh, is quite easy for for the hiker because all the luggage uh, comes uh, every night uh, at the accommodation. Uh, everything is good quality. It is very simple, and uh, the only thing that the hiker has to do is to look at the mountain and uh, and walk. So it is uh, this. You have to worry about nothing uh, on the Tour du Mont Blanc. Everything is in. Uh, under control <laughs> and then and then every night you know one thing you mentioned earlier on is just this great food and so you know again if you're coming from north america you're used to backpacking meals where you're adding hot water and you know it's some sort of noodle dish it's not very good uh my experience trekking the tour de mont blanc or really anywhere in the alps is the evening meal is like it's better than most restaurants at least here in kind of canada or the u.s it's like really good food you know you like you're not going to go hungry and actually you'll probably go back saying hey that was i ate really well for seven days or ten days yeah yeah you will definitely not uh going uh, uh hungry <laughs> that's uh that's a good point um from france italy and switzerland you will have different food okay you can have some melted cheese in switzerland you can have some good pastas in uh, in italy and you can have some very local uh, dish here in france uh, with some some meat for the people who likes are very good. Uh, all all the the huts uh, on the way have a very good uh, food, so you will love it for sure, and uh, you will sleep very good without uh, after a very good lunch. I think one thing that makes the Tour de Mont Blanc uh, interesting as well 
is you go through some pretty interesting towns and villages. Uh, obviously, Chamonix is, you know, you could spend a week just spending time in Chamonix. But are there some other places that you go through that you really like that are, you know, you see guests really enjoy exploring? Yeah, of course, there, there are some small towns uh, on the way, which uh, starts um, in France with the Les Contamines. Les Contamines is a very small village, uh, in a mountain village, which is very nice to, to cross. Uh, there is also the, the second uh, capital of uh, mountaineering, which is uh, Courmayeur in Italy. Courmayeur is a very small but very nice to hang around in the pedestrian streets and have a good pizza. This is a very nice place to, to hang around. After in Switzerland as well, uh, the small city of Champé. Champé is uh, very famous for its uh, lake and uh, it's um, a good place to hang around as well. And of course, Chamonix uh, that uh, I want to promote as well <laughs> because it's uh, our town uh, which is uh, uh, known everywhere in the world and uh, it's worth uh, spending maybe two days at the end of the trek up there. So there are many towns uh, that uh, give some um, some different vibes of, of the Tour du Mont Blanc. With the Tour de Mont Blanc being so popular, what are the options for people that want to go and do the Tour de Mont Blanc this summer? Like I know a lot of people book self-guided holidays that are, you know, customized for their specific dates. Is that still possible for the summer of 2023? Yes, it is still possible. So um, it is quite difficult now, but uh, as a as a French agency, we, we have some facilities to, to get some places in the hut. So um, it is difficult, but it is still possible to, to get some places. So we can work uh, quite hard uh, for the people to, to get those places. And um, it is uh, easier at the beginning or at the end of the season. So let's say in June, early June and the end of September, it is easier for us to, to have some places. But the, the best way, if the people want to, to choose their date and choose the exact itinerary they want, it is good to, to look at it about one year before. So let's say for 2024 now. Yeah, I know that, that's incredible. I remember when I first did it, it was 2002, I think, and or 2003. And I just, there's no reservation. You just walked up and there was availability in every mountain hut or, or refuge. And then now you look at it and it's just, it's so competitive. Uh, one thing that I've noticed a lot of people is they do the Tour de Mont Blanc as their first ever kind of mountain walk. And uh, I know you do some group trips where you have a certified mountain guide leading the group. Is that something where people can still get availability here for 2023 or are your guided trips uh, sold out? So no, most of, we, we still have some places on, on, some, um, on some groups. Uh, now it's decreasing every day, <laughs> but uh, we still have a few places on, on our group. Uh, we have different groups, uh, as I said, from the four days, seven days, and eight, uh, 10 days uh, group trekking. So it's, we still have some places uh, because we have some facility as a French agency here. So, but in about one month, everything will be sold out, I think. People are thinking, oh, I don't, I'm just going to start planning summer and for the Tour de Mont Blanc, you know, you've got to move really quick. But it is great, you know, going with a certified guide. They understand the area. They're going to make take care of you, help you uh, if you're encountering difficulty, show you the way. Uh, there's lots of benefits, especially if it's one of your first uh, first times trekking in the Alps, because there's just there's lots to know that that you know, as North Americans, we don't we don't know. The guide will be there for for the hiker to help the hiker uh, in terms of. Um, 
of the security and uh, of fitness. And as well, he is here to, to make you discover this uh, Tour du Mont Blanc. He wants to share uh, his knowledge and his, his passion for, for the mountain. Uh, he can explain you many things about the animals, the flowers, the mountains. And so it, uh, it is a, a different way uh, to hike the Tour du Mont Blanc. But it is certainly the, the most uh, secured and uh, interesting uh, way to discover it. Now, we've talked a lot about the Tour de Mont Blanc. And, you know, we've, we've just heard there's not a lot of availability. It's going to be tough to get a reservation. What are some other trekking options in the Alps that you think are great options to consider that, you know, might still have a little bit more availability than the Tour de Mont Blanc? Yes, we have a few, um, few, few other treks uh, that are interesting to, to discover. Uh, firstly, in the Dolomites uh, in, uh, in Italy, in the east of Italy, uh, which is now starting to be quite uh, packed, <laughs> as well as the Tour du Mont Blanc, but there are still some availabilities for, for this uh, summer. Uh, in the Dolomites, uh, there are uh, many, many ways to hike as well, but uh, our, our heart is uh, at, the, at the city of uh, Cortina d'Ampezzo, where we can start um, a week hike. It is very interesting because uh, we have uh, one week of trek, uh, which is uh, in the city center where, where you can discover the city center, which is very nice. Uh, and uh, every day uh, hang around uh, this city for, for day hikes. So the Dolomites are quite a good, a good place to, to, to hike as well. Very famous uh, with the, those rocky, those rocky uh, pillars. Uh, very nice place to, to, to go as well. Pierre, just a question about that one. So in the Dolomites, uh, you're based in, in Cortina, and then each day you go out nearby and do epic uh, hikes in the Dolomites. So do you go to like Lago Sorapis and Fanes uh, Natural Park and places like that? Yeah, yeah, of course. We try to, to go to the most uh, famous and spectacular uh, hikes around Cortina d'Ampezzo. We are based in a, in a nice hotel in the city center of Cortina d'Ampezzo, and every day we go hiking around, so let's say the Trecime, uh, the Lac Sorapis, uh, the National Park Fanes, uh, as well as the, the, the Tofan Pillars. So many, many uh, hikes that are quite interesting to discover, yes. I spent a few weeks there five years ago, and the Dolomites I'd never been before. I guess I'd been to like Bolzano and like kind of the Gardena Valley, but the area around Cortina, it is unbelievable. Like there is so much incredible hiking there. And the Dolomites just like they blew me away. Like they are just so beautiful. If if you've never like I can see why it's busy. Once you go there, like I still like I talk to my wife every year. Should we go back to the Dolomites? Should we go back to the Dolomites? It is just this like you know living here in the Rocky Mountains. The Dolomites just blow me away. That the Rockies are beautiful, but the Dolomites there's just something special about it. Yeah, of course it's a uh, very special and uh, it is a. Uh... It is well known uh, in the in the climbing um, uh, the climbing uh, area because uh, a lot of good climbers go there to to, to climb. Uh, for hiking, it's a very spectacular as well uh, because it's all rocky. Uh, you you don't find the same uh, the same views everywhere. So the Lomites are very part particular for that. Uh, and um, so this trek in uh, in Cortina is very interesting. And we, we can also propose another one, which is a cross. You are talking about Bolzano. Uh, just on the north of Bolzano, uh, uh, we can have a, a big traverse of 10 days uh, going to Cortina, which is uh, for the people who want to have a, a hut-to-hut trek. 
uh, in this uh, spectacular Dolomite. That would be uh, absolutely incredible. Just, uh, yeah, I, could, I couldn't imagine. I assume that's staying in refugios every night or most nights. Yeah, it is uh, in refugios. Sometimes you don't have the luggage following because it's a remote uh, refugees. But uh, yes, it's a hut-to-hut trek uh, going to, to Cortina, yeah. I'm going to look at that one because 10 days in the Dolomites just, you know, in nature sounds, sounds wonderful. Uh, are there other, other options? You know, we've talked about the Tour de Mont Blanc. We've talked about the Dolomites. Other, other places you think are great? Yes. Uh, we have another very nice, um, very nice track starting in Chamonix and finishing in Zermatt. Uh, so from the two capitals of, uh, of mountaineering. Uh, and in what say we, we like to, to build some uh, some very nice uh, itineraries, so we built for this uh, spectacular Chamonix Zermatt uh, 13 days uh, circuit that is possible to cut in two in two parts. Uh, but it's a real Chamonix to Zermatt trek, starting in Chamonix by hike and finishing uh, by foot as well in Zermatt. So this is a very alpine and a spectacular itinerary as well. Uh, it stays on the trail. It doesn't go on the, on the glacier, but uh, you can see uh, all the all the mountains and the four thousand meters high uh, summit. Uh, it is uh, very nice as well. This is this is a good choice, and uh, there are still some availabilities. It's not uh, packed uh, at the moment. Now the uh, Chamonix de Zermatt, the second half of that is is more challenging. I remember doing it when I was in my twenties, and I still remember how tough it was. Like every day, once you pass Maltini. It seemed like in my memory, they were big days. You'd go up from the valley bottom, up over a pass and down over another valley bottom. So would you, it, it, is my memory correct that, you know, Chamonix de Zermatt's more difficult than the Tour de Mont Blanc? Yes, yes it is uh, because the, the trail is more alpine. Uh, you go higher, okay. On the Tour du Mont Blanc, you go up to 2,600 meters. On the Chamonix de Zermatt, you go above the 3,000 meters high. So it is more challenging. Uh, the terrain is more rocky, more alpine, and uh, especially uh, you said on the second part of this itinerary, uh, we go uh, on the on the highest um, uh, peak uh, that you can go trekking in the Alps, uh, which is the Baron. Uh, so this is quite challenging as well. So it's uh, the level is uh, higher on the Chamonix Zermatt than the Tour du Mont Blanc. The Tour du Mont Blanc, we we are used to say that it's. Um, uh, let's say um, a medium, uh, a medium uh, level uh, that you can start with, and the Chamonix Zermatt is uh, already for people who who hike more. And as you mentioned, it ends in Zermatt, which, like Chamonix, you know, you can spend four or five days or a week in Zermatt just doing day hikes. It's, it has to be the most charming village in the Alps. It's car free. You got the Matterhorn views. It is, uh, you know, you're kind of connecting. I think the two the two most kind of like engaging villages to be in all the Alps with start in Chamonix and explore and then end up in Zermatt, you know, from the Mont Blanc to the Matterhorn. It really is an incredible, uh, it's an incredible experience. Just you're doing the walking, then you get to explore these great villages and these these famous mountains. It's a very nice trip. So you start in Chamonix just uh, at the base of the Mont Blanc and you finish in Zermatt at the base of the, of the Matterhorn. So it's two, two very... Uh, nice mountains uh, that are linked uh, by this uh, this trek so yeah it's a very nice trip very nice experience and so are there other places you know we've talked about now chamonix zermatt other places people should be considering yeah of course so we were speaking about speaking about the the matterhorn so you can have a loop around the matterhorn which is one of my favorites in the alps 
uh, you cross two glaciers and you go around the, the Matterhorn, uh, spending uh, two days in Italy as well. Uh, this is about the same level as Chamonix-Zermatt, uh, but it's a different one. It's a eight days one, and it's, it goes to, to, to crosses of glaciers. Uh, very easy, but it gives uh, like a very good sensation. So you go in the mountain, inside the big mountain. Uh, this itinerary is very nice as well. That sounds great. I've, I've never done that because of the glacier travel. And I always was worried, oh, is this going to be really technical mountaineering? But it sounds like it's more quite easy mountaineering. You know, you got to be roped up and you need a guide to show you where to go. But it's not like you have ice axes and you're climbing, you know, a glacial moraine or anything, it sounds like. It's not difficult at all. Uh, for, for example, on the glacier of uh, Mont Colon, we don't even rope up. Uh, we don't even put the, the crampons, so it's just a walk on the glacier, which is quite quite nice to, to experience. Uh, on the second way, on the second day uh, near the near the Theodule, yes, we we put the rope, but it is just for security, so it is not difficult at all. But it gives a very particular sensation on this trip. Yeah, uh, that sounds incredible. Like it's it's uh, it would be fun just you know walking across the glacier and. Uh, what an experience, you know, uh, I'm not sure. Are there other uh, treks in the Alps that have kind of glacier travel, like uh, the tour of the Matterhorn? Um, no, I think it's uh, it's one of the, the only the only one we can uh, walk easily like this on the glacier. Uh, you can do it as well on the Monte Rosa uh, trek, but um, the, the, the glacier crossing is a little bit more difficult. So the particularly uh, of the of the tour de Matterhorn is... Uh, it's the, the glaciers are easy, so you can walk easily on it uh, with your guide and discover an, another part of the hike. Uh, this is great hearing about all these different places to go uh, trekking. Are there other ideas you have that people can consider for uh, for a trekking holiday in the Alps? Yeah, of course. Uh, I want to, to speak about the Écrins. So the Massif des Écrins, which is south of, the, of, the, of Chamonix, uh, is still very remote and uh, wild, okay, for the people who want to, to have a, a trek around a nice mountain, which is La Meige, uh, and uh, without uh, a lot of people. So the Tour du Mont Blanc is very packed, but the Écrin uh, trek uh, is less crowded and very still a good option for the people who want a wild trek. You know, the one, the one thing is, you know, we're all amazed by the Tour de Mont Blanc, but as you explore other parts of the French Alps, they're all really beautiful. And, you know, sometimes it's like, well, why is everyone going to the Tour de Mont Blanc when you have, you know, the Vanoise, the Les Écrins, you know, uh, Mercantour, all these other national parks that they're a little bit different, but they're still beautiful. You still have these great little villages. You have these wonderful mountain huts. Um, it's it's Sometimes I feel bad that, you know, everyone's doing the same thing when there's these other places where, you know, they might have like 5% or 10% of the people that you'll see on the Tour de Mont Blanc are exploring these other, other trekking routes. Yeah, of course. The thing is, we are very happy if the people come on the Tour du Mont Blanc, of course. It's a lot of people coming, but uh, it is still uh, one of the, 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 the most scenic tour in the world. So the people, they come and it's, it's okay for us. We are very happy to welcome them. But as soon as they, they have done the Tour du Mont Blanc, there are many other uh, mountain to, to hike in France as well, even in Italy and Switzerland. Let's say the Écrin, the Kera, the Mercantour, all these uh, protected areas are very nice to hike uh, after you have done the Tour du Mont Blanc. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, are there any other, you know, you mentioned the American tour, you mentioned uh, uh, Kielas. Are there other areas in, in the Alps or in Europe that you think are great for, for trekking? Yeah, of course, we have the, the small island of Corse, uh, which is a small paradise in France, uh, where you can have um, the sea and the mountain as well. And in this, uh, in this island, we have the GR20, which is very famous as well. Little bit less than the Tour du Mont Blanc, but it is very famous as well. Little bit more challenging as well. It is more rocky, but uh, it is very good itinerary to to, to walk for the the people who have a, who are experienced hiker. So let's say the GR20 is a, is maybe the the second the second uh, itinerary in the, in France to hike. And then you said GR. So GR stands for Grande Randonnée, which means great walks. I think. And they crisscross crisscross all of France, don't they? Like there's GRs. I did GR five and GR ten, but there's GRs going through. I think every part of France, aren't there? Yes, yes, yes. Of course, we have a lot of um, the Grand Randonnée. GR means Grand Randonnée as well, so great walks. And uh, we have a lot in the Alps, so in the east part of France. We have some in the west part near the Bretagne, and even in the north of France, we have some. Uh, it's uh, at, uh, at this uh, part of France in the north that the GR5, the famous GR5 starts as well, going from the, no- the north to the, to the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, so we have many, many GR in France. And uh, so it is good to hike them because they are well prepared for the hikers. You have some signs, you have some huts. Everything is organized for the people to hike on this uh, uh, special trade. And then the GR20, which you were talking about in Corsica, you said it's more, more technically challenging. Uh, how many days is the GR20? So the GR20, you can, you can have different uh, versions of the, the GR, but uh, the normal version is a week. It's a seven or eight days uh, hike, okay? And you can divide it in two, in two weeks, okay? So you can do it quite easy in two day in two weeks as well so let's say the north part or the south part uh, so you can do it in two years as well one week every year uh, it's a little bit more challenging because of the of the trades the trades is a little bit more technical than the tour du mont blanc so it is best to to be quite well prepared uh, to go there and yeah, I've, I've always heard the GR20 is like a scramble. So you're using your hands at places, you know, if you don't like exposure, it feels a bit more exposed. But I've also heard Corsica, even though it's French, it's a, it's different than France. And so it like, Pierre, you know, you go there. Is Corsica kind of like a separate part of France that, yeah, it's part of France, but it's also like got a different culture? Yeah, it's difficult to, to, to explain, but... Um... Uh, yes, in Corsica, they, they they want to they want to promote uh, their origins. Okay, uh, that they are a little bit uh, different from the the people living in the continent, uh, like say in France. Uh, they have a special culture, and uh, they want to, to to keep it, which is very very nice to discover. Uh, but uh, yes, it is a very nice person with a small accent, but <laughs> very nice person. And uh, let's say about the. The technical of the terrain, yes, you have some chains, you have some boulders to, to cross, uh, but uh, it is uh, it is normally done for the people who are quite prepared hikers uh, on this uh, on this circuit. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad we got to talk about the GR20. Are there any other uh, treks that you think are worth you know people looking into or that you know have space this this summer? 
Yeah, we can. We were talking about the GR5. The GR5 is uh, is quite interesting to look at as well, and uh, it is not um, is not very packed uh, for for the moment. Uh, and the best part starting in the Lehman Lake in uh, near Geneva and ending uh, at the Mediterranean Sea in Nice uh, after four weeks of hikes. So you can choose uh, which part you want to hike every year. Uh, it starts from the Mont Blanc to the sea. So it's a very nice itinerary, uh, very various, and uh, there are a lot of places. So it's not packed at the moment. And I did the GR5 with my wife 15 years ago, and it is just a stunning, like, you, you know, you go through Chamonix, you go through Teens, Val d'Isere, uh, you go, you know, you keep going south and, you know, you see how the weather or the climate changes, how the topography changes, but every day it's just, it's just spectacular. And uh, uh, I always, even when I did it 15 years ago, I said, why is there not more people here? And 15 years later, it still is, you know, not super busy. Uh, which is surprising because you go through so many national parks and so many different kind of landscapes uh, and every every day is beautiful. It's really a, really a special walk to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a very nice walk. And um, now uh, in France, it's starting to be promoted. So I think it's uh, worth uh, coming here in the next two or three years because after uh, there will be more people on it. But um, yes, it's, uh, it is incredible to, to have this uh, kind of tracks here in France uh with such uh, varieties and such different mountains uh it's, it's quite challenging as well if you want to to cover the four weeks but uh it's really worth and uh you will uh you will have a, it is called the big cross the big traverse uh it is one of the most uh best circuit in the world uh i can i can attest to that now Pierre, you're you're a mountain guide living and working in the alps like what's your favorite part of doing that because i think a lot of people would say, oh, wow, you're living the dream that you're outside almost all the time. You're in the mountains exploring. Uh, but what do you like most about it? What I really like is to share my passion of the mountain with the people. Uh, I especially like uh, guiding here in my home in, uh, in the Mont Blanc because I want to, to, share, to share with the people all my experience and uh, I want to show them all my mountain here. Uh, so that's what I like. Uh, and I like spending every day in the mountain with the people. This is uh, what I like the best today is sharing, sharing in the mountain with the people. Oh, that sounds, that sounds great. Uh, Pierre, I want to say thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing all these incredible places to go trekking and some alternatives to the Tour de Mont Blanc. It's been a real pleasure uh, hearing about these trips and you've sparked a bunch of my memories. So I've been smiling along and I'm sure I'll, I'll talk to my wife. Oh, we've got to we've got to plan a trip sometime back to, you know, to one of these places because uh, they really are spectacular. But thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, you are most welcome. <laughs> thank you very much. And I'll put links to a lot of these uh, trips in the show notes so you can check out uh, what the photos are like and get a feel for these beautiful parts uh, of the Alps. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode of the 10 Adventures podcast. We'll be back next week to explore the world and hear about more epic adventures. Listen to other episodes of the 10 Adventures podcast on Amazon Music at amazon.com slash 10adventures.